You're listening to the Metro LA Podcast, an official podcast of the LA International Church of Christ. Good morning. My name is Casey Esmond. Thank you so much for tuning tuning in with us this morning. It's a great opportunity to be here to preach God's word and to just share God's message with you. I hope that you've been enjoying and learning about the spirit as we are doing that for the rest of the year. And I hope that you've been enjoying the lessons that was taught by Reese and Robert and just growing in your faith and in your love for God, but also growing in the spirit and understanding what the the role of the spirit is in our lives. And this morning, the title of my lesson is called The Spirit of Love. And when I think about the word love, a song comes to my mind. And it goes, all you need is love, 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 love. And it's from the Beatles, and that's the only uh, lyrics that I know. That's the only part I know. I don't know the rest of it. But every time I think about the word love, I think about that song. But is love really what we need? Let's find out. So at this time, please pray with me. Bow your heads, and we'll, we'll pray, and then we'll get into this lesson. Let's pray. All right, dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much, God, for just who you are, a God that demonstrated his love by sending his son to die for us. God, I ask as we are learning about the spirit and who he is in our lives and how we should operate and be led and to walk in the spirit, that we are grateful and honored that we we have you inside of us, that you gave us your spirit. So God, I pray as we understand the real meaning of love and how you call us to love, that we produce it and that we show it to the world. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. You know, so I was, my, my title is The Spirit of Love. Question, how do you define love? What are some ways you would like to be loved? And how does the Bible teaches us how to love? And we're going to look at a scripture here in Mark chapter 12, verse 28. And it says, one of the teachers of the law came and heard them debating. Noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer, he asked them, of all the commandments, which is the most important? Verse 29, the most important one answered Jesus, it is this, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this, Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. The teachers of the law, they asked Jesus this, this question, you know, and, and Jesus responded, telling them what is the most important part of the law. And he tells them to love God, to love him with everything, with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind and with all your strength. And second is to love your neighbor as yourself. You know, he says there is no greater commandment than these. And I think about that word important, the most important. We we get that word from the Greek term portos. And it means a foundational or principle implying the law which all the other laws hang from. And Jesus responded by describing this as the greatest law, a law that is greater than than all the other laws. And Jesus sums up in these three parts to love God, love yourself, 
and love others. You know, it's not something that we consider doing, but it's to understand that this is everything. This is who God is and who God is calling us to be. Love is God and God is love. And in the Bible, we see that love is the fruit of the spirit. Here in Galatians 5.22 reads, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Paul, he describes it for us. He tells us that these are the fruits of the Spirit. And one of them is love. The first one. And this is how we should live. This is this love should be evident in our lives because we are disciples. We, we have God's spirit inside of us. And in our lives, we, we produce that type of love. We, you know, when you look at a tree, you know it's an apple tree, right? If, it's, if an apple tree is producing orange, then it's not, you know, it's not an apple tree. But if it's an apple tree, it'll produce apple. And we're disciples, and we have to produce the love that Jesus is calling us to produce. You know, we have the spirit inside of us and we have to live by it. And the love of that is in the fruit, is the fruit of the spirit. Verse 24, it says, Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with his passion and desire. Since we live by the spirit, let us keep in step with the spirit. Now, the Bible tells us that those who belong to Jesus have crucified the flesh meaning we, we put aside the old man. We repented. You know, the, when we're going through our, our Bible studies, I remember when I first started studying the Bible, I had to give up so many things, you know, in my life. All the, the, the wrong things I was doing, I had to put it aside because that's what I'm used to doing. And becoming a disciple, I had to make a decision to put that aside. And I had to crucify it. You know, and studying the Bible and understanding who Jesus is, was, you know, it was great. Understanding what Jesus done for me, it was life-changing. And then when you make that decision and, and you make you, you confess Jesus as Lord of your life and you get baptized, you receive the Holy Spirit. And now you live by the Spirit. And not only living by the Spirit, but keeping in step with the Spirit by letting the Spirit guide you. I think about, you know, when I'm walking with my daughter, she, she likes to walk without me holding her hands. And she likes to go off and run. And, and I have to chase her down. I have to grab her. I have to literally keep a step with her because to protect her, to make sure no harm comes towards her or make sure she doesn't get hurt or run into the middle of the street when there's cars. You know, I have to keep a step with her. And I feel like that's what the Spirit does for us. We, it, we have to keep a step with the Spirit because we can't live this life alone. It's hard. And that's why I know God gave us the Holy Spirit to, to guide us. And here in Galatians 5.16, it says, So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. You know, each day you have a choice to walk by the Spirit or walk by your own will. Are you following the course of this world? It says in Ephesians 2, uh, chapter 2, verse 2, which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world? Or are you walking in the manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called? In Ephesians 4, 1 says, As a prisoner for the Lord, 
then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. You know, in this letter to the Galatians church, Paul makes the believers responsibly abundantly clear. They're responsible for their walk with God. And he makes it clear by saying that you, we must walk by the spirit. That way you would not gratify the desires of the flesh. And that's why I made, I talked about how, you know, I'm walking with my daughter and have to protect her from different things. You know, when we're doing things on our own without operating in the spirit, we, you know, we fall, you know, we, we make mistakes. We, we fall back into our sin. But when we're allowing the Holy Spirit to guide us, you know, we know what's right from wrong. You know, each day we have a choice to follow the path of this world or allow the spirit to lead us. And guess what? They're not the same path. You know, your path, the flesh or God's way, spirit led. It's a conscious choice you need to make or we need to make each and every day. And I pray that the Lord will will fill you with the spirit. I pray that you will continue to walk by the spirit and then with that, be ready to obey. And the spirit does something great. It calls us. It leads us to love and not just any love, but the love of God. You know, do you find it hard to to love others? Do you find it love to love those who don't love you back? You know, for me, yes, it's very hard. You know, when I'm hurt or I feel offended, I tend to pull away. I tend to shut down or 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 pull my heart away. But I tend to just want to be alone and not give my heart because I'm hurt because I, somebody done something wrong to me. And that's not the way that Jesus calls me to love. He calls me to forgive, to have grace, to have compassion. And that's why I appreciate the example that Jesus gives us on how to love. And we're going to see this here in John 13, six, um, John chapter 3, verse 16, which is, a well-known scripture, and it reads, For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only Son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. You know, we see the greatest example of love. The passage, this the scripture here, it, it speaks for itself. You know, it tells us that the love of God, that He, the love that he has for us, is is greater than any other love that we probably experience. And that's what made me make the decision to become a disciple, understanding what Jesus has done for me. He sacrificed himself for me, and I took it personal. I never had anyone to, to sacrifice their love for me. I mean, I've had someone uh, give to me when they didn't have to, or someone took care of me when they didn't have to. But Jesus died for me. He gave his life for me, and I appreciate that. That convicts me. It shows me the true meaning of love. And I look at it this way. The love of God saved my life. I have an opportunity to live according to God's word. So that when, when, when I go off to heaven, I hear those words. Good and faithful. Well done, good and faithful servant. God love has no comparison. This love that God demonstrates teaches us the true meaning of love. The spirit of love. 
the love which the Holy Spirit manifests inside of us. And we know this word by agape. And agape love is unconditional. I feel like his, his love is unconditional, sacrificial, selfless, pure, understanding. God love is agape. And God so agape the world, he gave his one and only son, so that whoever believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. Isn't that amazing? Sit with that. Think about those words. The scripture says that God loved, he agape the world, the whole entire world, everyone, people who who don't even know who he is, who still sin, but God loved the world. And he demonstrated that by doing something great, doing something that I can't even comprehend, that he sent his son to die on the cross. You know, Romans 5, 6, 8 says, you see, at the right time, When we were still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Verse 7. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous person, though for a good person, someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrated his own love for us in this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. It's amazing. I mean, this scripture speaks for itself. It ended by saying, but God demonstrated, demonstrates his own love for us. His own love for us. While we were still sinners, Christ, his son, his one and only son, died for us. That's, that's deep love. You know, I call that deep love. True love. God gave his son. His son died. And we are beneficiaries of that great act of love. Meaning now we have the opportunity to be reborn and to be a new creation through baptism. By our mindset being renewed, every day we were changing our lives. We're watching our lives in doctrine. We're persevering. We're getting closer to God through prayer, through confession, through reading our word. And we have that opportunity and we receive the Holy Spirit to be an example and to guide us and to lead us in the way of love. And we get to be an example of God's grace and help people come to God and stay faithful to him. To knowing when this is all over, we get to be with God. And like I said before, And to hear the words, well done, my good and faithful servant. And God, he demonstrated his agape by doing this for you. Make it personal. Know that God is doing it for you. If you're sitting on your couch, listening in your car, making breakfast, just stop and just think about what God has done for you. Why? Because he loves you. Because God loves us. He loved us first. And that's how we learn how to love. 
And guess what? With that, we are called to love just how God loves us, to sacrifice, to give when we don't want to give. You know, the title of my, my sermon is The Spirit of Love. And you think about where are you at with that? Where is your love? Are you loving your neighbor? Are you loving yourself? Are you confessing your sins? Are you getting open? Are you helping someone? Where is your love? And I think that God gives us the greatest example ever. And we can't love like this on our own. And that's the beauty about it. We're not alone. We have God's spirit inside of us. If a bunch of people were in front of me right now as a TV and, and, a, and some cameras and turmoil behind the curtain, but if it was a bunch of people here, I would say, can I get an amen? But if you're sitting in your couch, you know, maybe you can say amen to that because we have God's spirit inside of us guiding us to love the way that God calls us to love. And this love is not a feeling, but it's a choice. A choice to be kind, to sacrifice, to consider others' needs greater than oneself. That's the spirit of love. In 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4, it says, Love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it does not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not, it is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrong. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoice with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. And I love this example here. I love how this, the way love is broken down in this way in the scripture. And I kind of compare and contrast when I read this. And I say the flesh says to give up. But the spirit says agape is patient. The flesh says to be cruel. But the spirit says agape is kind. Flesh says to envy. Spirit says agape does not envy. Flesh says to boast. The Spirit says, agape does not boast. Flesh says to dishonor. Spirit says, agape does not dishonor others. Flesh says, I'm a doobie. I added that one in there. The Spirit says, agape is not self-seeking. Flesh says to be angry. The Spirit says, agape is not easily angered. Flesh says to always bring up past hurts, you know, what stuff that hurts you and you're constantly bringing it up. The spirit says agape keeps no record of wrongs. The flesh says to lie, to keep things in. No one understands me. The spirit says agape does not delight in evil, but rejoices in the truth. Agape always protects trust, hope. And persevere. And this is my favorite part. Agape never fails. You know, love is something that God defines for us and calls us to live by. 
God calls us to not only operate in the spirit, not only to walk in the spirit, but to also produce love. One of the most important traits of a disciple character is love. And God demonstrated it. His perfect love, his selfless love. And he demonstrated it to the world. And we have that great example. So we're not confused on what love is. And as a child of God, as a disciple, we need to strive to show others God's love through us. This world needs the love of God with so much things that's going on, especially with the pandemic. You know, I, I, I love to connect with people. I love to be around people. And then this pandemic happened and you had to isolate and stay away from people and, and watch service online, which is great. And I'm just grateful for that. But I still have to be loving. I still have to find ways to connect and to give my heart, to show, to show others who, who needs that love of God. Here's a cool quote. It says, love has nothing to do with what you are expecting to get, only with what you are expecting to give, which is everything. Here in 1 Corinthians 13, verse 1 says, if I speak in tongues of men or of angels, but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can't fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have faith that can move mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship, that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. And when I read this, it tells me, it shows me that love matters more than anything that I am doing. And then company, it, it, we, we produce this type of love. So we don't just do it in our own will. We do it with the spirit and how God calls us to love. Where there is love, there is life. So as I started saying, all we need is love. Well, yes. But it's about the agape that we are to show God, ourselves, and others. I love you all and have a great Sunday and thank you for your time. You've just listened to the Metro LA podcast. For more information about our ministry, please visit MetroLARegion.com 